Welcome to the weekly Comic Web Old Time Radio Program podcast. We sell old time radio programs, Golden Age comics in PDF format, and we have other free podcasts. Visit comicweb.com for more information or find us on Facebook and iTunes. This week our podcast features an episode of The Saint called The Unhappy Homicide. It first aired on November 6th, 1949. your partner's body. But I... Now ask yourself where you'd go if you were... <laughs> no. 
No, he wouldn't be going anywhere himself. You better spend some time thinking about your friends. One of them might have removed the corpse in order to shield you. Or think of your enemies. Are you married? Yes, I am. Uh, well, anyway, an enemy of yours might have moved the body to make the killing look like, well, like premeditated murder. One way or another, Mr. Pudd, you've quite a bit to think about, haven't you? Assure me that he killed you. He what? Killed you. Shot you to amplify an already unbelievable remark. He said that? He must be insane. Well, eccentric, anyway. Uh, Mr. Carter, the situation is rather bizarre. A man confesses to a murder. The police do not believe him. He comes to me and asks me to prove him a murderer. I leave him and find myself confronting the man he claims to have murdered. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> now, perhaps it's not intended to... What do you mean? I suggest you go to the police, identify yourself to them, and ask complete protection for yourself. I don't need any protection. Potts wouldn't harm a fly. Yeah, but you're not a fly. My dear fellow, the possibility of Potts really doing me harm is something I can't take seriously. Why not go to the police anyway? I couldn't without exposing Potts to ridicule and... Your solicitude for your partner is rather touching, especially since he accused you of being a thief, of uh, stealing from the firm, to be precise. He said that? Yes. Then I have something to think about. You have something to fear? Nonsense. No. Now, a man has already confessed to your murder, and you're still alive. His confession may have been moonstruck madness, or it may have been uh, prophecy. Good night, Mr. Carlin. <laughs> put out nowadays have rare and wonderful gadgets attached. Uh, pardon me, but I'm trailing a fellow. Who? A man named Carter. Do you know him? Mm-hmm. Do I know you, or should I? What do you think? Uh, Carter's cab is well in sight. Uh, just a moment. I'll take my eyes off the cab for a moment, and uh, yes, I should. What's your name? <laughs> Claire. I'm Simon. Mm. <laughs> you know, I only bought this car yesterday. Are you part of the standard equipment? No, I go with the deluxe models only. Well, I'm so glad I paid for the extras. Uh, Claire, what? Doesn't matter. Depends on where we're going or what we do when we get there. This is a nice, quiet street. Hey, hey, wait a minute. That's the ignition key. I know. Look, you've got the key. Mm-hmm. Well, may I borrow, eh? No. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. No, Carter's cab is out of sight. Oh, you're cute. This is as far as we're going. And now, Simon, what are we going to do? Hey, I beg your pardon. Oh, oh, hello, officer. Now, this may be a residential neighborhood, but... Is it? 
It is. But that doesn't mean you should play house here. Well, we weren't exactly playing house, officer. I was trying to persuade the lady to return my ignition key to me. Is that a fact? Lady, give him back his ignition key. All right, officer. Here you are, darling. Thank you. Now, you take that ignition key and stick it in a lock. Uh That's right. Now, you turn it. Oh, you're doing very nicely. Now you push the little button over there. Uh, this one? Yeah. Oh, charming. Now you shift the gear into first. You release the handbrake. Now you're a bright boy. The next time you go out with a girl, make sure your ignition key isn't showing. Now step on the gas and get the heck out of here. <laughs> Are you angry with me? For delaying me? Hmm, not especially. Where are you taking me? To a jewelry store. Oh, you really shouldn't. You don't know me well enough. Which jewelry store, sir? Uh, Potts and Carter. You know the place? I sure. My husband owns half of it. Oh. Uh, Potts or Carter? Potts. Hmm. They must have a nice assortment of stones. What makes you think so? Potts doesn't bat in your late baby. Not in his own marriage. Well, I'm not so sure that's a compliment. Brood about it, huh? Because, um... Hey, there's a light in the back. Are you coming with me? No. Oh, why not? You think your hubby might be there? I'm brooding. All right. Just don't hatch anything. Who? Who's there? Open the door. Who? Okay, okay. Temper. Now, how right you are, Mr. Carter. What do you want? Let's go inside. I said... I said inside. Well, come in. But... I know. You weren't expecting company. The house is a mess. What made you think I'd be here? I wasn't sure, but it was a possibility, so I came. Now that you're here... I'd like to take a look in that back room where the light is. Where the light? And I rather suspect the vault. Templar, I don't have to stand for this. No, but I've got a feeling you're going to. Let's get on with it, shall we? I, uh... I was checking stop. Then let's both check. Wait a minute. You mightn't understand. Give me a chance to first, huh? I don't want you to come in Keep here. Keep walking. All right, all right, but... Well, you idiot, if you think that by putting the lights out, you... Carter! Carter! Simon! Claire, I... I heard the shots. I came up to Simon. Where? Where? The light switch is near the back door. I got it. All quiet now. (gasps) Simon, it's your feet. Lying half across the doorway, Mr. Carter. Eyes are open. Simon, they're open. Dead. There's blood leaking out from under him. Let's take a look at the back room. Uh-huh. Yeah, back window leading to an alley. Not so much for that. Now, the vault's open. Simon, and... how can you worry about that when a man's I've dead? I've seen dead men before. The vault's empty. I don't care. Your husband might. The police certainly would. Well, i got to go. Oh, but you can't leave me. You've got a job notifying the police. They wouldn't like it if you didn't. What are you going to do? Uh, where do you live? Bell Tower Drive. What number? 39. All right. Dial operator, ask for police headquarters, tell them all. Me, I'm going to visit with a man who confessed to a murder before it was committed. Curious to see whether he's going to stick to that confession now that the murder is a murder. <laughs> Thank you. 
I want to see Mr. Parts. At this hour? Yes, I'm peculiar. I want to see Mr. Parts at this hour. I'm sorry, but... Maybe you regret... Good heavens, sir. You pushed me aside. Tonight you win the badge for alertness. Now shut the door. Yes, sir. Where's Parts? I refuse to... You're not the usual butler. You're young, big, and you look as if you've got muscles. Yet you let me push you aside as if you were a doddering old man. Why? My father was a butler before me, sir. And his father before him. We're accustomed to dealing with gentlemen, sir. Mm, must be quite a come down talking to me. Where's Pat? He's not at home, sir. You sure? Quite, sir. Let's go look for him as though we didn't know he was out. But I assure Don't. you, sir, that he... Show me. in the house. No, sir. Oh, don't look so smug. Mrs. Potts isn't in the house either. You knew that, sir, before you looked. Tell me, um, how does she feel about her husband? I beg your pardon. All right, all right. You've given me the proper outraged response. What's your name? Anderson, sir. Anderson, make a speech. Do I? I... Uh, well, my father was... And his father before him. And I'll bet you they all knew exactly what cooked with the master and mistress. So do you. What cook? Well... Mr. Potts is a very fine man. Mrs. Potts is a, a very, very fine, fine woman. woman. And you take the high road and I'll take the low road. Hey, company's coming. <laughs> I will take the low road. Butler, who am I? I don't know, sir. Good. Then tell the police all about me when they arrive. And they'll be here soon. It'll give them something to think about besides Mrs. Potts. And uh, Anderson? Yes, sir? You think about something besides Mrs. Potts, too. Something like uh, murder, hmm? enough, I suppose, with Carter lying in the morgue and my husband. Where? Nobody knows. Police looking for him? Yes. Warrant out for him? No, of course not. Then whom have they in mind for Carter's murder? A burglar. It's obvious what happened last night. Someone was burgling the vault. Carter surprised him. The burglar shot Carter. It's a theory with a great many pleasant aspects. <laughs> it doesn't explain your husband's confession, though. Well, he was overworked. He was tired. I didn't know what he was saying. Police are afraid that maybe, maybe he'd lost his mind or something. Yeah, I like that or something better. The theory doesn't explain your husband's accusations against Carter. Accusations of theft. Simon, I don't know anything about all this. Then why your act in the car last night? I was worried about my husband, about Carter. And then I've always wanted to meet you. Oh. <laughs> why? Well, it's not the kind of thing I can talk about coldly like this. Well, we must discuss it warmly. <laughs> Some other time. Right now, what about Anderson, your butler? Anderson? I don't trust him. I know it's not done this year, mistrusting butlers, but I have a feeling he knows more than he should. More than he should about what? Uh, why don't you find out? What? What could I? By discussing things with him. Warmly. I'm not so sure I'd like that. <laughs> I'm not making friends today. Just influencing people. I can't imagine what Anderson would or wouldn't know. Stimulate your imagination by going out to the house now and working on him. You really think it's important? Very important. Now run along. Well, all right, but for sure. I'll lock up. You go on. Will I see you later? Mm, I'll be at home. Staring up the furnace. Simon, you don't have to have a furnace. Be warm. 
Well, first the back door. Thanks to who deflated my tires? Sure, I noticed it. Why not? I'm under 80. Oh. oh. Well, why didn't you stop her? Mister, I'm a married man. That means I'm cautious. For all I knew, maybe you're the kind of fellow likes a girl to deflate his tires for him. It depends on the circumstances, Kathy. Not so early in the morning. Okay. Next time I'll know you don't like a girl to deflate your tires for you in the morning. You don't think it's fun? No, I think it's murder. Yes. 
Remember I warned you about your butler? It was he who brought your husband here, tied him up, etc. That's interesting. Uh, you should ask me why I suspected him. Huh? All right, I'll tell you. When I visited your house and met Anderson for the first time, we had a little chat, in the course of which he remarked that I knew you weren't in the house before I searched it. That's you know. Why? Because how did he know I'd seen you outside the house unless... Unless what? Uh, uh, let me help you to your feet, Mr. Barton. I, I can't move. Uh, standing up will help restore the circulation. Unless what, Mr. Kempler? Oh, tut, tut. So formal, Mr. Kempler. Unless, Claire, you told him. Oh. Why should I have told him that? Obviously, because you and he were in on this little plot together. Plot? To kill Carter and frame your husband for the murder. Thus you would inherit the business. And the butler. You're charming. Simon, but fantastically wrong. You're implying Anderson killed Carter. No, no. He'll go to the gas chamber as accessory. To whom? To you. Silly. Carter was shot from the back room. I was out front with you. You were at the front door, that's true. Carter was shot as we as he was going into the back room. His back, therefore, was to us. And yet, if you remember, he was shot in the back. Afterwards, we remarked how he lay face upward with the blood coming out from underneath him. You aren't a fool, are you? Oh, dear. I was wondering how long it would be before you produced the pistol. Mr. Potts, can you stand alone? I, I can't. I'm falling. Oh, then fall in your wife's direction. Mrs. Potts, your gun, if you please. Thank you. Well, that's a good deal better. The police will be here shortly, and that will be that. Oh, relax, Mr. Potts. You've fallen to rise again, but your wife, I'm afraid, has deflated her last tire. Good help. Mr. Templer, how could I have killed Carter and not killed him? Simplicity itself, Mr. Potts. Your gun had been carefully loaded with blanks. Carter pretended to be dead. But why should he have done that? Your wife must have persuaded him that by doing that, he would escape going to jail for theft. She'd have a hold over oh, you. Oh, she's not a very nice woman, is she? Mm, no. With uh, Carter murdered, she was preparing to have you disappear permanently. It would seem to the police that you'd killed Carter and fled to the country. Oh, I can't thank no, you. don't bother. It was fun. But in the future, Mr. Potts, before you confess to murdering anyone, be sure you murder him. You have been listening to another adventure of the saint, the Robin Hood of modern crime. And now here is our star, Vincent Price. Ladies and gentlemen, freedom is everybody's job. The Bill of Rights established our freedom and protects it. But freedom demands that each of us carry out our duties as a citizen. To vote in an informed way so that the best man is placed in public office. To serve on juries. To take an active interest in public issues. Remember, by making our form of government work better here, we strengthen democracy everywhere. This is Vincent Price inviting you to join us again next week at the same time for another exciting adventure of the saint. Good night. Zimmerman. The 
Saint, based on characters created by Leslie Charteris, is a James L. Safier production and is directed by Thomas A. McEvity. Vincent Price is soon to be seen in Robert Lippert's production of The Baron of Arizona. All you Saint fans will be glad to know that the Saint comic books are on sale at all newsstands. Your announcer, Merrill Roy. This is the Mutual Broadcasting System. Simon Templer is the Saint, a Robin Hood of modern crime. The program started in 1944, and that show starred Edgar Barrier, then Brian Ahern, as the Saint, but Vincent Price took the role in 1949 until 1951. Vincent brought the urbane, sophisticated detective to new heights. The Saint was often interrupted during his enjoyment of the arts, or even worse, when he was finally having a satisfactory gourmet dinner. The Saint pitted his wits against jewel thieves, gangsters, embezzlers, and murderers. A co-star of the show was the cab driver Louie, who would help the Saint get across town and tell him the word on the street. The crime novelist, Leslie Charteris, wrote most of the episodes. A few Saint movies were made, the latest being in 1997. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next week.